Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Playmakers. Hello. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. We know you have a lot of choices, so so glad you showed up today. We are. We're so excited about this episode because it is just Ashley and I Mm -hmm. chatting with you about things in the sports industry, frequently asked questions that we have gotten personally, and also things that we've seen others ask throughout different platforms about the sports industry. Yeah, we thought this would be a good episode because we get asked a lot of questions, so we thought it would be good to just compile everything together and do one little episode to break it all down, and we'll do more of these in the future, but we thought it was so important because these are such hot topics, and Mm -hmm. we just wanted to lay it all out there and give our personal feedback and things that we have experienced in order to maybe help you a little bit with your journey. Yeah. And as we always say, we are not experts. We are learning and growing (laughs) just like y'all are. And we are just trying to offer our advice and things that we've heard and seen. You know, we've interviewed some amazing people in this Mm -hmm. industry. And I think that's really helped both of us grow a lot in these past almost two years. It's almost our two-year anniversary. And so we just want to share our own perspectives. Yeah, so we'll kick it off. We'll start with the questions and then just share personal experience. So Brittany, I'll ask you a question first and then we can both share our experience and move on from there. Okay. So what is something that was surprising about being a significant other in the sports industry in the beginning? Well, as you guys know, if you've been here for a long time, Drew and I started dating long distance first. Mm -hmm. So we had met randomly when I went up to Pullman, Washington for a weekend. And then we started dating long distance. So I think for me personally, the thing that shocked me the most about being a significant other was the time that was involved in being a coach because I didn't realize he was going to be there till like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize like if he had a bye week, I thought, oh, okay, well, he gets to go and like come hang out with me or things like that. (laughs) Definitely not that way. And I also didn't know that like all the significant others like would hang out and like be around each other. That was just such a foreign concept to me. Yeah, I agree. I think in the beginning, you have all these expectations in your head because you're like, okay, this is how I envisioned it for so long. And until you're in it, it's so funny. You're like, oh, this is not the reality that I had picked out for myself. And one of the things that was so surprising to me was just how everyone comes from just such different paths and experience. And it's all about the networking factor. I will say maybe not all, but it's a heavy set of networking that you need to hop from position to position, whether yeah. what whatever sport it may be. And to me, I always laugh and I'm like, you know, in the corporate world, you have like a one-on-one meeting and you have all these merits that you're trying to like move up. And in the sports industry, it could be like that too, but there always is that networking piece. So I definitely thought that was interesting um, mm-hmm. in the beginning and definitely the time commitment. Yeah. Like I had to, <laughs> I had to definitely do some personal work on the expectations of, from what I should expect from Carson. And so definitely was a little bratty in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Oh, for sure. Me too. Yeah. I feel like you, you see other people and we've talked about this, I think before, but it's probably been a long time is you see all these other people with their significant Mm -hmm. others on all these trips, you know, during the fall. I feel like the fall is like a really common time for people to travel. And maybe that's just because that's when we're so busy and it, it just makes us jealous that we can't go to some of these things that other people go to. And I'm sure 
you know, if you're in other sports, you feel the same way about summer or spring. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I just think that was the hardest part is being able to see all these people do things. And you're like, well, I want to go on a trip or I want to go do this Mm -hmm. or why can't he come, you know, take me on a date night and you just get upset about other people doing things. Well, I have an embarrassing story. Like it made me think of, do you ever use Groupon? Have you ever used Mm -hmm. that? Oh yeah. So when I was working in Oklahoma City, this was, I was very brand new to this lifestyle and Carson was in Stillwater. So we were about an hour apart of long distance, not too crazy, but I still didn't understand (laughs) the schedule. And so on Groupon, I had the notifications turned on. And so every time there was like a trip, it would be these like extravagant trips, like go to Spain for $800, like during yeah, and it's like five days, yes. four nights, and you're like, wow, okay. Yes, and so I would send these to Carson like all day, and I'm like, get away, can't wait, like we're going to be able to do this. And so finally one night, I remember this vividly, I was in my tiny little one-bedroom apartment, and I was bawling on the phone to Carson because he he told me this is how overtired I was from my job. He told me, he's like, Ashley, I can't go to Spain in October, <laughs> And I was like, how dare you say that? I was like, we should be able to go to Spain if we want to go to Spain. And I remember crying. And he was like, Ashley, if <laughs> if we're going to make this work, he's like, you got to realize the schedule. And so I had some humbling moments. But oh, yes, yeah, not I think, my best. <laughs> <laughs> I think that everyone has probably had those exact same moments. And I think it's just funny because I remember sending drew like all of these different things like we should do this we should do that mm-hmm. and he's like yeah yeah and I don't know if you if Carson's the same way but Drew will like tell you like yeah for sure that sounds awesome and yeah. I had to realize like <laughs> even though he says that that doesn't mean I should probably plan the trip to Hawaii like I should yeah. really pump the brakes a little bit and like actually check in with where he's at and so I think learning that over time and being like yeah. be realistic with my expectations for some of those things. Yeah. And my birthday too is in August. I mean, both of our birthdays are in August. And that's another funny story I think of is just the expectations of just yeah. asking things. And I started laughing because I was thinking about it the other day, actually, for one of my birthdays, I think I turned 23. I was a baby. And Carson was like, yeah, let's go out to eat for your birthday. Like come to Stillwater. Like we'll go out. I came in like a dress and heels. And he had practiced that day. So this was another naive like moment on my part. I came in a dress and heels. He rolled up in like dry fit, sweats, all that. And he's like, okay, you ready to go to dinner? And I was like, where are we going? He's like, I don't know. I was thinking like fuzzies, something casual. And so I went in a dress and heels to fuzzies. And I remember I had like a come to Jesus moment. I was like, okay, if I want something, like we got to make some more plans. Like yeah. if we're going to do this. So yeah. For lots sure. Of, lots of communication. <laughs> yeah. Communication has been so, yeah. so, so key in being in the sports industry. And I think that kind of rolls into our next question, which is what's something you've had to overcome in the beginning to help you find your purpose in this lifestyle? And I Ooh. think just communicating with Drew has been the number one thing that has changed my perspective mm-hmm. on this on this industry because in the beginning, I was so caught up in like – you know, what the sports industry meant and all the things that we're supposed to do and the things that like people throw at you and it's this whole different world and I moved there and I quit my job and I started a new job. I know a lot of people can relate to that. And I felt like, what am I doing? I just did Mm -hmm. all this stuff for you basically. And like now what what's my purpose yeah and so I think having to really like communicate with him like my needs and then also like just figuring out what it was that fulfilled me and doing the things that I wanted to do without 
regard to what he was doing at the time so I think a lot of the times like you just mentioned for your birthday like I know for my birthday that that's important to me and so I always go home for my birthday because Mm -hmm. I'd rather spend it with like my friends and family than sit here by myself at the house and be like dang I wish we could go out to eat or something knowing we can't you know yeah no that's good I think for me I had to learn that happiness is 100% my own decision and Mm -hmm. I can't rely on my significant other to provide that for me yeah so he can make me happy but I always I always never understood that that whole saying of like you equally like are 50 50 and you make up you know 100% you -hmm. know the happiness with your partner and for me I learned real quick that if you do not do the work for yourself, I mean, he's never going to make you happy. Totally. I mean, it's so interesting because in the beginning I was like, well, I I should be able to have this. And I had a lot of yes people in my life and meaning that they were like, yeah, you should feel that way or mm-hmm. you should be able to do that. And they didn't get it. Like they were on the outside. So I think for me was focusing on what truly makes me happy and doing the work like on my own self to be able to be the best person that I can be and not relying on him to do that for me. Yeah, I love that. I totally, totally agree with that. I think that it's so hard to get into this industry and even in any relationship, I think, getting in a relationship with someone and you think that that person is going to be like your other half, right? Mm -hmm. Like they tell you that when you're a kid. It's like you meet your soulmate and that's not true. Like you need to be 100% confident in who you are as a person before you can ever meet the person that's supposed to make you a better person that's what they're supposed to do they're not supposed to like complete you so Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point no I agree and another question that just pops to my head is did you have any people in your life that they didn't get it like they didn't understand why that you had to make all these sacrifices and so the comments and the you know just here and there every time you're around these people it was kind of like well yes like I I'm supporting him and it's not just all about him like it Mm -hmm. seems that way but that's just the life that we live and I think that that's another important topic to talk about is because they're not in it (laughs) you are Mm -hmm. and it's so difficult when it's like friends and family because they're the ones that are supposed to be supporting you in that instance yeah I think that's the crazy part about that too is it does seem really selfish of your significant other to take Mm -hmm. you around the country and you're having to quit your job and you're having to do all these things and I think from other people's perspective they can be frustrated with the fact that you're maybe not being able to pursue things that you want to pursue because Mm -hmm. you are following them but for me what I have learned is who cares (laughs) who cares what other people think and I think about it sometimes where I'm like oh I could be this part in my career I could be here in my career but like I would not be as happy because I'm 100% happier when I'm with Drew and I think Mm -hmm. that's just something that you need to think about for yourself like if you are 100% happier with that person then who cares if you're doing things that people think you should be doing if you are following the timeline that people think you should be following or if you're following them around the country and they think that you should be pursuing your career I mean it is up to you to live your life and to be happy with yourself like you just mentioned so (laughs) this is funny sorry mom I love you but in the beginning she would be like is he really working till two in the morning like (laughs) do you think that he's like hooking up with another girl oh like you're like mom she literally thought he was like cheating on me in the beginning (laughs) and I was like mom I don't think so but like I don't know Mm -hmm. if he's really working till two in the morning and so once we finally lived together I was like oh yeah this is like real like he actually has been working till two and I don't think people understand that on the outside Or maybe you're just getting into the industry and you don't really realize like 
wow, they do put a lot of hours into this. Yeah. When I was going to counseling in Oklahoma City, I know I'm very open about that. I've mentioned it several times on Instagram, but one of the best pieces of advice that she ever gave me about this entire just situation with friends and family just not being that front of support to be like, yeah, this is a great idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like what you're doing is until you realize that you don't need the approval of others in order to be in a successful relationship that makes you happy, then that's when it truly like starts kicking in into your brain of like, oh yeah, this is for me. Like this is Mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing for myself. And they're not living the life that they're portraying on me is saying like, okay, this is what you should be doing. But really, what is it that I should be doing for myself? Yeah. Uh, so it took me some time to learn that too, because I had this idea in my head of X, Y, and Z I need to do to be deemed successful and to like make people proud. And man, I got a true sense of <laughs> reality of mm-hmm. what I actually should be doing. And I think that it's just one of those growing pains, I guess I would say, is until you figure out that it's it's your life and it's for you then that's when you start truly living the way that you want to. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Do you think that there's like differences for you and Carson in season versus off season? Like are there certain things that you work on for yourself in season and then off season? Yeah, I think in season we're alone a lot of the time, you know, like mm-hmm. us as significant others, we definitely are by ourselves more. And I think for me, I try to figure out what are hobbies and things that I like to do that give me purpose and provide joy? It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but like even a walk around the block, I don't know. Yeah. But you spend a lot of time by yourself and I think that you start to wonder like, I'm just out here like living by myself, like going day to day. And so that's something that I truly work on is personal work, like whether it be like spiritual growth, like physical growth, like just Mm -hmm. anything that you can do individually. Yeah. And then during season... I will say that Carson and I, we have to stay united like in communication and on the same like almost like front lines. And I know it sounds kind of graphic, but we treat it almost like a battle line of like you've got all these things thrown at you Mm -hmm. all the time, whether it be schedule, like just communication laps here and there just because it's so busy and we have to treat it as like each week. We are approaching it as a team, like a united team. Like if he is needing things, like I will step in. If I need things, he will step in. So kind of like a team effort. Yeah. What about you? I think during season, we were kind of the same way. I think it took us a long time to kind of get in the groove, if I'm being honest. Like in the very beginning of things, I would find out things from you or I'd find out things from other people. And like, that's fine. I feel like that happens a lot of time with him. He's just not the same as I am. Like I always tell him, like you wake up in the morning and you're like, what do I need to do today? Yeah. <laughs> Versus like me, I'm thinking 20 steps ahead. I think I think about all my weeks coming up. And so he's very much in the moment, which is really, really cool. But sometimes he's too in the moment. So <laughs> he forgets to tell me things or he'll forget to do things that I need for my communication wise. So I really had to drill that into him in the beginning and now I think we've kind of gotten a good groove and I've learned that I personally would rather just plan out my own thing and then if it lines in line with what he's doing then great and if not then great like you know sometimes we just sit around and we wait for like their schedule and instead I'd rather just plan what I want to do personally and then hope that like he can join along or hope that like things will line up to where we can spend a little bit more extra time together but It's just too hard to wait on their schedule sometimes during season. 
Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to ask another question because you had my brain rolling. <laughs> I was <laughs> listening to your answer. What do you think is something that you personally had to like change about yourself in a good way to yeah. like, whether it be communication or things like that in order to make it easier on both yeah. of you? I think it's communication. I think in the very beginning, I was so afraid to like fight for what I wanted or needed personally. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I'm being honest, money wise in the beginning, I paid for a lot of things and he never really offered to pay for things. And I remember it used to bother me so much. And finally, once we started dating for a while, he's like, well, you could have just asked me. Yeah. And so now I have no problem if I need (laughs) extra money. I'm like, hey, can I get this? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, so I think for me, I was always that type of person that tried to like mask how great things were versus like just communicating and being honest with how I was actually feeling. Yeah, finances, we could have a whole episode on that one. Oh my gosh. Uh, I just feel like that whole thing, especially with moving in together and being in the midst of like the sports industry, (laughs) you have like these expectations. If you don't know anything about it, you're like, oh, they're just making all this money. And then you get started and you're like, whoa, okay, this is not what I thought in my head. But yeah, it's it's one of those awkward things that you have to kind of like I don't know, you push yourself over over the awkwardness because you're like, okay, I got to figure this out Yeah. <laughs> on the other end. I think for me, one of the things I had to really, really work on was my pride of leaving a career that I was making so much more money Yeah. and taking something that was half the salary and realizing that money was not what made me like my identity so like because I made so much money doing this like that was me thinking I was successful when Mm -hmm. I was just equally successful making like half the paycheck and I was happy doing that too so I really struggled with that because my goals and like the way I I saw success was in the dollar amount yeah no that makes sense I I did too I struggled with that for sure in the beginning too and I still I still do I mean I think it's interesting that our society kind of tells you that you should be a grown up Mm -hmm. by the time you're 30 and you should basically have your life together. And I've talked about this before, but, you know, I'm going to be 31 this year and I just I don't feel that way. And I honestly feel like things have changed so much from 25 to 30 and now going to be 31. I just feel like, you know, you kind of evolve over time and things that you want to do change or maybe like your goals change and I think that's okay and you can definitely ride with that but you just want to make sure that you yourself are happy and always tap back into that don't be doing something just because society tells you that you should or your parents or your friends or your significant other like at the end of the day you yourself need to be happy with what you're doing yeah, and I could get on a soapbox. I hate the saying when people are like, well, you just wait till you get to this point in your life, X, Y, and Z, and then you'll see. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's not like that anymore. No. And I think that that's like such a beautiful thing. And I'm so thankful because, I mean, I'm 28, about to be 29, and I'm like, that is not my mentality <laughs> of, yeah. what, of what I thought for myself. And I used to really struggle with that. I'd be like, okay, by the time I'm this old, I need to have X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. completed. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was failing because I wasn't yep. doing it. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, you know what? It's just a number. And yeah. life is just going to keep rolling. <laughs> no I think matter that's what. so beautiful, though, is I think that every single person is so unique and so different. And I've really, really learned that in the past mm-hmm. couple of years that everyone has their own journey and everyone has things that they want to do on their own time. And you can't judge them for things that you don't feel perfectly aligned with what you want or your idea. And I've just really, really loved being more comfortable in that fact because I think that always used to be the same for me. It always used to frustrate me as I'd see 
all these people doing all these things. And I was like, oh, I would never do that. Yeah. Or I can't wait to do that. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, good for them. That's what Mm -hmm. they want to do. Good for them. Or they don't want to do that. Good for you for knowing that you don't want to do that at that age, at that time in your life. Like you do you. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. You do you, boo. I love it. (laughs) Has there ever been a time where you felt lost or unsure of your next step? Oh my gosh. Especially in the sports industry lifestyle. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, which one do I bring up? I know. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's been, it's been really hard for me to figure out what I'm doing right now because I just feel like I'm kind of at that turning point in my Mm -hmm. life. And I'll kind of share more on that later once things kind of iron themselves out but I think you know it's hard in the sports industry because again a lot of things are about them and you kind of have to base your life around the season or where you're at in that point of the year which is also really frustrating sometimes because maybe you are at a point where you really want to switch things up but it's like in the middle of their season then you feel like you can't do that because Mm -hmm. it'll throw off the routine and the momentum and things like that so I think for me that's been the hardest part is trying to you know, find the right times to kind of move forward with things that I want to do. I really felt like in the beginning, I lost myself for a long time thinking that I needed to fit some mold in order to be able to fit in um, in this industry. I totally did. I lost myself in the beginning where I was putting myself out there, like trying to be all the things, be at every single event. I remember even changing the way that like, I don't know, I responded to things, just trying to be this, I don't know, I don't want to say princess, Mm -hmm. but I was trying to come off as perfection, I think. And I remember the moment that it really caught up to me because I was at some dinner and I remember sitting there and one of the other significant others came over to me and I still love her to this day, but she came over to me and she's like, don't do that. And I was like, oh, like, what am I doing? And I wasn't being obnoxious or anything, but she's like, you just changed your answer of something that you believe to adjust to what her opinion was. And she's like, don't do that. And I was like, well, what do you like? I I wasn't even thinking about it. And she goes, you're losing yourself to mold to be somebody else. And all you could have done is just say your opinion because you're allowed to have your own opinion. She's like, everyone is. And you changing that just made you lose a part of yourself by doing that. And it's always stuck with me. And so since that moment, I was like taking back bits of myself like over Mm -hmm. the years. And I just truly encourage anybody that if you feel like you're having to change the way that you interact with people in the sports industry, whether it be at, you know, gatherings, things like that, it is not worth it. Because the second that you lose yourself, bringing it back and getting that confidence back truly takes some time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did a really, really good interview with a counselor and she was talking about how, you know, it's really hard in the sports industry because you want to fit in. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think everyone can say like, I don't care what people think about me. But at the end of the day, there is a small part of you that does (laughs) like there is, you know, you can say that for forever, but you want people to like you even if you don't like them, which is also really weird. But I thought she did a really good job of putting in the perspective, like don't share everything that you might share with a close friend and maybe offer up little things here or there. And then once you get comfortable with people and you maybe find friends, you're not going to have a best friend at every location that you're at. But if you do, that's great. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you just have these small pieces of information and you're not offering up your like whole heart. And then you don't feel like you completely lost something 
Yeah, I think that it causes a lot of trust issues when you move from location to location. And I truly think that over time, you almost become more guarded. And there's a difference, though, between being guarded and being bitter. And mm-hmm. I think that that is something to talk about because I definitely have been both. Yeah. And you almost get to the point where you're like, well, I'm not even going to go there. It's not even worth it. But then you end up isolating yourself. But then there's that positive side of like, okay, if you guard your heart and things that you want to share, then there's a positive outlook to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a hard line. I mean, it's have a you hard ever, line. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about the bitterness? I think it's easy to get to that point. Oh, it's so easy to get to that point. I think especially when you just keep thinking about all the things, like I said, you look, you compare yourself to other yeah. people. I think that's where the bitterness comes in. You compare your relationship to other relationships. You compare yourself to other people on the team or maybe other people in your community. And then that's where the bitterness really sets in. So you need to kind of bring it back to yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think that bitterness is something that it occurs and it builds up when there is lack of forgiveness mm-hmm. for the other person. And then also there is lack of acceptance for yourself. So like I'm meaning, and not to go into a TED talk here, but with forgiveness, if you well up and you have not forgiven that person, you don't have to physically (laughs) go and tell them anything. But until you release that bitterness, I think that it holds you back from living the way that you're supposed to. And it took me a long time to get to that point because I used to just shut it off. I'd be like, fine, okay, well, that's the way it's going to be. And that's okay. But until I realized it's like, okay, this is holding me back. When you learn to release those things and truly let it go, that's when you can move on to the next chapter. Totally. I completely agree with that. I think, again, with the bitterness component, like with your significant other, things that we've been Mm -hmm. bitter about, I think communication, I know that I keep saying that, but I really think that communicating with them is the most important thing. You know, there's been times where I'm upset and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm frustrated. Like, I'm just frustrated. But communicating that and just saying that, you know, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I'm just in a bad mood. Like, I've had to literally do that sometimes with Drew where I'm like, I know I'm being kind of short or bratty, but like, I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm just having a day or I'm just having an hour. And you know, communicating to your significant other is so important in this industry because of the limited time that we do get with them. Yeah. And I think that with Carson and I, we've had, we've had discussions where I'm like, I know that we cannot change this scenario or whatever we're in right now, but I want to just put it out there that like, I am very annoyed or I am Mm -hmm. very, you know, upset by this, whatever it may be. Yeah. But I think just calling it out there too, even if it's awkward. And I always preface with, the arg- I don't want to say argument, but when we have discussions, it's always, I know that this is the answer mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is set in stone, but this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And just yeah. putting that out there, I think makes a difference. Yeah. I love the way that you just put that. I think that's so perfect. And, you know, again, we're going to keep these conversations flowing and we're constantly mm-hmm. learning. Ashley and I talk about it all the time, but this community has really, really helped us in our growth. And we hope it's helping you too, because You're learning from people that have been there, are going through the same things Mm -hmm. that you're going through. Nobody knows everything, even if they've been in this industry for 40 years. They do not know everything. And you can constantly learn from others. So we really hope that you continue to learn from yourself, from others around you, and just kind of tap into how you're feeling because it is just a process and we're all going through it together. 
Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will continue these discussions. So if you have any topics that we missed or things you want us to maybe just talk a little bit deeper on, just send us a message and we're on all social media platforms. So give us a follow and then wherever you listen to this episode, make sure you subscribe and download and give us a a thumbs up or a check mark, whatever it is nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast for the latest updates. If you've enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, or leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.